Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Judgment Call Podcast. As always, this is Miles Wilson. Hope you're having a great day, night, afternoon, whatever it may be for you, and you're finally getting around to listening to this. But today, we have a bit of separate free agency news. So here's how I'm going to do it. Eventually, I will get around when enough moves have been made. Uh, Notably, I'm trying to see where James Harden is going before I make a comprehensive podcast about how I feel about the free agency moves, what moves I like, which moves I don't like, uh, and what teams I think got better, which teams got worse, so on and so forth. But the way that the Lakers are moving, I had to make a, I had to give them their own podcast. I had to give the Lakers and Rob Palenka their own shout out because they are priming themselves for a repeat. And by the way, if you haven't gone outside today, please go outside. It is an absolutely beautiful day. I know that by the time you hear this, it may be pitch black or it may be early in the morning. It could be raining and terrible weather. But if you listen to this within the first hour or so of it coming out, please go outside. It is a absolutely beautiful day right now. But either way, the Lakers are priming themselves for a repeat. So last year, their roster wasn't great but the pieces fit together and they were able to execute and do what they did very well defense transition buckets easy opportunities at the rim yada yada the whole nine but you've also got to put it in context so remember the roster only looked that way because they were trying to get Kawhi and they struck out they were like Kawhi pretty much strung along the Raptors the Clippers and the Lakers until the last very moment possible I guess because he was trying to negotiate getting Paul George onto the roster so the Lakers kind of struck out on possible free agents that could have added some depth to their team. It could have got them better from three or just could have had better defense all around. Like they just had some missed opportunities. So the roster probably wasn't the way that LeBron wanted it. It probably wasn't the way that AD wanted it. It honestly probably wasn't the way that the Laker front office wanted it, but they, they may do with what they have. But now Rob Palenka has changed his approach to free agency. Uh, you see Brooklyn and you see Philly going after Harden. You see that Russ may get traded to a contender. Uh, same for John Wall, Blake Griffin, Victor Oladipo. And the Lakers don't care. And I love it. I absolutely love the moves that they are making. I love the direction that they are heading in. Uh, they traded nearly nothing for Dennis Schroeder. I don't mean to just throw Danny Green under the bus, but after his finals performance, they, they truly traded literally pretty much nothing for Dennis Schroeder, who was a six man of the year candidate. And then they went and actually went to go sign the six man of the year winner in Montrezl Harrell. They also re-signed Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Markeith Morris, who surprised to me, I'm a Pistons fan. So I got to watch Contavious Caldwell-Pope shoot us out of a bunch of games. Watching him during that Lakers run being a pivotal piece of what brought them a championship was incredible it's not something I could have ever expected to see from Contavious Caldwell Pope I want our money back because he did not do that in Detroit but I still digress it is an excellent move resigning him and bringing back Markeith Morris on a minimum deal they also are restructuring Anthony Davis's deal I'm not sure how long the deal is going to be Uh, the word is out of his camp that he wants to see what the finals Lakers roster is going to look like before he decides the length of his contract. It was pretty much a foregone conclusion after the championship run that he was going to resign, that he already said that he was going to opt out and then get his contract restructured. But now the word is that once he figures out how he's going to fit into the roster and how the roster looks, will determine the length. I'm not sure with these moves that he'll sign a 
four or even three year deal he may sign a one and one have a one year and then have a player option next year in case they win a ship and then everybody does come back for this one year because i do believe you can get two good years out of kcp and morris uh, you'll get two good years out of montrez and then the other two signings were west matthews and mark gasol and i am 100 percent sure that you can get two good years out of west matthews and mark gasol uh, but the way this roster is shaping up this not only do I think that they are the favorites to claim that number one seed again, but I don't see any other team in the West that is built to take on this team. And if we're being completely honest, I also don't see any teams out of the East that can compete with this team. And that's namely because I feel like Harden is going to end up on some team in the East, whether that be Philly or whether that be Brooklyn. And the tag on Harden is high. Like they were, uh, I know that one of the rumors for Brooklyn trying to get Harden was they were sending over Lavert, Joe Harris, Spencer Dinwiddie, and every pick they have for the next four years. And I think that one, that's a terrible trade. If you're going to trade for James Harden and you're going to send over Lavert, Dinwiddie, Joe Harris, Jared Allen, you don't also send over a draft hall. That's gutting your future and gutting your bench. It's a terrible decision. But if the tag is really that high and if Philly were to trade for him, they got to give up Simmons or Embiid, that's gutting a team's bench that's, or in Philly's cases, giving giving away their second best player. And I just don't think that it's worth it and if they do make that trade I don't see them being competitive with the Lakers team that happens to be this deep this, that Lakers team from a year's past or not even a year's past this is like what a month removed two months removed from the Lakers championship I just I cannot see any team out of the east if they were to, if they were to make that James Harden trade being competitive with this Lakers roster uh so I don't really care how good your starters are uh, after to a fault. Like, it's just when you have Dennis Schroeder, LeBron, Wes Matthews, AD, and Marc Gasol starting, and then you turn around and have Montrez Harrell, uh, Markeith Morris, and Alex Caruso, Talon Horton Tucker coming off the bench. Like, these are super valuable pieces. And then not only that, they're going to rotate. Like, they're not going to do the... 2017 Kentucky platoon swap where they're going to have a 10-man rotation and people are getting in and out. They're going to rotate. You're going to have lineups out there where it's Alex Caruso, Braun, AD, and then maybe you have Markeith Morris out there and uh, Kyle Kuzma. Like, who knows like how they're going to do it? But given how they operated in the playoffs, you're going to see some very, very interesting lineups now that they have some pieces that they actually want out there and that they can actually get extremely creative with. Uh, I am very excited to see how the Lakers handle this upcoming season, especially since they went so deep into the playoffs. And now this new season is going to be, I believe, like what, 68 games or 60 some odd games. And I know LeBron is going to try and load manage as much as possible. Anthony Davis went down a couple times in the, during the playoff run. So I know that he's going to try and not to play as many games as he can without being fine. But I think this Laker team will fare just fine without uh, LeBron one day and AD the next or vice versa. Like however it may go, I am really impressed with how the Lakers have decided to reload this roster after letting JaVale walk, after letting Dwight Howard walk, after letting Rondo walk. Like these are some these these are also some pivotal pieces during this run, but they were also expendable pieces. So I'm glad that they 
let those pieces go and brought in some pieces that make them not only a much better team, but a much they're much more likely to repeat and bring another trophy back to L.A. So I am overall very impressed with their moves. And I think that the Los Angeles Lakers are in a perfect position to defend their title. Uh, And that's it. Eventually, sometime this week, hopefully I will have a more comprehensive podcast about how I view all the free agency. If uh, Lord willing, let James Harden be moved by the end of this week or next week, whenever that does happen, I will have more news about that. As far as the draft is concerned, uh, the amount of scouting that I did on these prospects is minimal. Like since there was no college hoop season, since there were at least there wasn't a March Madness, uh, since there wasn't like any like he only has so much film to go off of. Like Patrick Williams went to the Bulls and he didn't play much in college. I don't think he started a single game for Florida State, but I'm also like I watch a lot of college basketball, so I've seen him play before, but it's also unfair to give my opinion on him since there isn't much film to go off of besides like open gyms and stuff. So I, I don't know if I'm going to do a draft recap podcast. I may do certain teams that I found interesting, but as far as the draft as a whole, don't expect that from me because it probably will not be coming. And I, I'm actually going to tell you right now, it won't be coming. I'm not going to do it. But still, I appreciate you if you did listen all the way through. Uh, as always, this has been Miles Wilson for the Judgment Call podcast. I hope you have an absolutely fantastic day. Uh, Don't forget to drink your water and I'm out. Peace.